I am usually not the kind of person who ends up striking up a conversation with someone sitting next to him on an airplane. And there's a lot of reasons for this. One, I'm a pretty introverted guy. I tend to keep to myself. I'm very pleasant, I think, if somebody strikes up a conversation with me, but I typically don't initiate. And also, it's usually an early morning or a late night flight, and so I'll often put my sleep mask on and my noise-canceling headphones on and use that time to rest and catch up on some sleep if it's early or late. Or I'm using that time to catch up on some emails or some reading or some things that I've been meaning to get done. I kind of use that time as productivity time. Well, recently I took a flight home from an acting job and it was the last flight that I took before this global pandemic took hold of the world. And I ended up having a wonderful conversation with the person sitting next to me. And it started off as just a simple um, observation that she made about uh, something I'd said to the flight attendant. And we laughed and we started talking. And today she's a guest on my podcast. So it just goes to show you never know where you're going to meet somebody that could change the course of your life. And Merle Livand is my guest today on the podcast, and I'm so excited to have her on. It's kind of a long interview, but here with a lot of time on our hands with this, uh, everything shut down, we just had a great conversation. And I really think as an actor, you can really listen to her story and draw some inspiration from it. So let me tell you a little bit about Merle. She's a competitive swimmer, an aquapreneur, and also she's an open water swimmer. So she's not only swimming in the pool, but she swims in the open ocean. She is from Estonia, and you're going to hear her talk a lot about her home country of Estonia. She now lives in South Florida, but she just tells so many stories about her home country and how not only her family there, but the culture there has shaped her life and shaped in many ways, why she's so successful today. And when I met her on the plane, we were talking about her going to Tokyo for to finish the Olympic trials because she was scheduled to participate in that this year. And unfortunately, the Olympics have been postponed, as we just found out recently. But she's on target to push for 2021 when they are rescheduled, if that's when they are. I'm very much looking forward to rooting for her whenever the Olympic Games take place. And hopefully it'll be 2021. And I think once you hear her interview, you're going to be a fan of hers as well, and you're going to root for her too. So in addition to being on the Estonian national swim team, being a champion, she is also an entrepreneur, and she's an advocate for cleaning up the oceans and taking care of our planet. And I respect her tremendously for the work that she's doing, not only as an athlete and, and a businesswoman, but as someone who cares deeply about the planet and the oceans, not only in which she swims, but that we depend on for life and sustainability on this planet. So she is the CEO of Swimera, which is a company that distributes swimwear and skincare. And she's an ambassador for the Phoenix brand and also involved with a very interesting company called Viking Beauty Secrets. And I will link to all of this in the show notes, but she had me sold on Viking Beauty Secrets. Just when she describes it and you hear her describe it here in the podcast, I think you'll see why. And she is somebody who is making a difference. She has decided that she's going to do her part. And we have a very good conversation about what this looks like for her and how we all can be superheroes in our own 
what might seem like a small way, but it's actually making a huge difference. And we talk a lot about looking in the mirror. And right now, as the world is pretty much on pause, this is a great opportunity for me, I think, to look in the mirror and say, well, what difference do I want to make? What changes do I want to make? And where does that begin? And so we talk at length about that. And hopefully, as you're listening to her story, you can see for yourself where it is that you want to start making a difference more or see some things that you might want to shift. But it's super empowering to know that it can begin with us. The main reason that I wanted to have her on the podcast is not just because she's an incredibly interesting person doing amazing things in the world, but because this is the Courageous Actor podcast, I thought it would be great to have her on as somebody that just exemplifies courage. She shows up every day and does the thing, whether that's training for the Olympics, whether that's showing up for her business, whether that's getting on a plane like she was coming to New York to speak on the topic of sustainability, which she's so passionate about, but she shares her opinion so openly, freely, and without apology every single day. And it's based on her truth and her experience, and she stands firmly in that. And that takes serious courage because, as you know, whenever you take a stand on something, you are going to empower lots of people and you're going to upset lots of people. And sometimes people that don't agree with your stance are going to let you know that and sometimes not always in the kindest of ways. And we talk a little bit about that on the podcast. And so I just thought, wow, this is an example of courage. We're not going to talk about courage. We're going to talk about someone who is living it every single day. And what I really appreciated about this interview in particular is as courageous as she is, she's also extremely willing to be vulnerable and open up. And she shares about some very difficult times in her life and how she worked through that. And just, it's truly a human experience. And I'm so grateful that she agreed to come on. And I'm so grateful that I ended up striking up a conversation with somebody that sat next to me on a plane. I don't often do that. And meeting Merle is, I think, going to inspire me to do that more when I feel like uh, I want to talk to somebody. I'm just going to strike up a conversation because truth be told, when she sat down next to me, she had such positive energy and I really did want to talk to her, but uh, she struck up the conversation <laughs> and I'm so glad that she did. So as we move into the interview, I'm actually going to play you a clip from a song that she's working on. Yes, a song. She's also working in music, which is unbelievable. It's a really great song. It caught my attention immediately. I think when you hear the lyrics, you'll see why it's on point for what we're going to be talking about today in the interview. And I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, please enjoy my interview with world-class swimmer, entrepreneur, and just all-around fantastic human being, Merle Livand. Like a fire rushing through my veins, nothing stands in my way. If you see me fall, believe me I'll get up and win I've been waiting for this day I can handle all the pain I have my strength, I have my faith And I am going all the way Well, I've been waiting for this day 
<laughs> for about three weeks now. I'm here with Merle Livand, and I'm so excited you're here. And we were just listening to that incredible song that you're working on. And so I look forward to hearing more. I had no idea that you had that in your bag of tricks. I think you probably mentioned it, but it was great to hear. And it's so timely. So welcome. Um, anything you want to say about the song or about those lyrics in particular, just to kick us off here? I think it's really powerful. Thank you. Believe it or not, uh, that song was wrote with my friend Eha and uh, Grammy winner um, um, Jimmy Douglas, who who and and I recorded actually at his um, studio, and I had all his Grammys in front of me. But the song speaks about like how you have to look inside yourself and believe you can conquer everything, you can push through everything. And right now, that's what the humans are doing. It's true. Yeah, and if you're watching, we're recording this right now. It's March 2020, so we're right in the middle of this this pandemic that's taking the globe. So if you're um, watching this in the future now, you know where where this context is coming from, um, for sure. How so? How are you personally? Like, how has your day to day life changed? Or your, we're going to get into your to your background in a bit, but your training schedule, your routines. What's changed for you during this time? <clears throat> So draining has been uh, hard because they closed the pools over the week ago and um, because I'm a professional swimmer on the side of singing person, but, <laughs> but also they closed down the oceans. So I, I have amazing uh, friends who have uh, ocean access and they have been helping me to make sure I get my ocean swim. I have done uh, all the workouts at home, uh, running. I mean, in some ways it hasn't changed much, except I'm not in the water a lot because um, I guess my life is always hectic and I'm always like working at home, inventing something or, or working um, with my cosmetic brand Viking Beauty or, or uh, developing a new product for swimming or developing a new song or um, working some marketing stuff. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same and um, keeping positive mind has been really important. Um, and breathing, lots of people forget to breathe nowadays. Mm, that's so true. I think even under normal circumstances, a lot of us forget to breathe. Um, and then when things get tough, uh, I tend sometimes to tense up and try to hold on to things. And sometimes it's just the best thing I can do is just relax and breathe. And I forget. Yeah. And the, and the one thing or tip what I had so many years while dealing with businesses and as an entrepreneur, as an athlete, all the pressure is that breathe three times deeply in and out and whatever is coming against you, you can push it back and send in positive energy back. And, and one um, major spokesperson for breathing is Wim Hof, the oh, Iceman. And uh, actually, we we have met before, and uh, I'm friends with his daughter on Facebook, and we share ideas. And and the, honestly, this is the best time when humans can look inside themselves and find themselves. Listen, I can do this. I can push the negative energy back and heal the world, basically. Yeah. Ourselves. It's true. I, I've I followed Wim Hof for a little bit too, and I know he's he does a lot. He's a big one of his methodologies is taking you into into cold, like extreme circumstances. We're going to talk about that with your winter swimming in a bit. So I'm <laughs> sure it, it interest interesting. It brings up for me. Do you think how do you think your ability to breathe and go inward like that has helped you to 
be able to not only juggle all these things you do, but also adapt so quickly? Like, how does that, does that, is that something that you're consciously doing? Like, how does that play in for you? Well, I think it has a lot to do with upbringing because I'm from Estonia. It's a small country and um, my mom and dad went through a Soviet Union, communism, and they often had to find a ways. I mean, we grew everything in our garden. They had to find a ways to feed themselves. They had to find a ways. Okay, here, we don't need, like there were days when they don't even know what the, who's running the you know, country. Yeah, and and having that unknown feeling and uh, kind of um, swimming against the current is something what they they had to deal a lot. Like for example, I live in Florida. Every everywhere is bananas. But my mom told me a story when they only had three bananas and kept on the freezer, and that was their special, you know, dessert. And I. Yeah, and I can go and buy banana, and sometimes it goes bad, and then you throw away. You know, it's. But one thing what my mom always told me is that your life is not over until your brain is working and your heart is pumping. I mean, and it's so true. You have, we all have a life and we go through ups and downs, but you still are alive and you still can do things. And, and, and it has to start with that, that you have to look inside yourself and tell him, you know, this is a crazy situation, but I'm alive. I can breathe. <laughs> I, you know, it, everything is actually even good. And, and, um, I think that has a lot to do. And even the fact, you know, moving from small country, just 1.3 million population to, to America, where it's like, you know, 300 times more people. Um, it's, it, it's always like, actually you get in curious about yourself how you can handle things and that's why you should dive in when it's hard times and figuring out yourself and learning new skills about yourself and i think that's what happens today people never expected to work in home and be stuck in a house but now you're finding a ways to look inside yourself and your family members what kind of skills we can learn we can we can learn to play games we can learn to make food you know so many people don't even know how to cook so it, it, it it's a good time i think i love that you use the word curious being curious about things that's a word i use a lot um and i'd never heard it referenced that way about getting curious about like going inward and being curious about well maybe a feeling that's coming up or like what you know just getting curious about yourself too and mm -hmm. about i think for me what i've noticed during this this forced quarantine is uh when I have space and everything, a lot of the outside stuff is shut down or I don't have that as an option, um, sometimes I get really uncomfortable and it's almost, I'll find a distraction to not look inward or to look at something. I'll find something to fill up the, the time or the space. It's really fascinating to me. And so I've gotten curious about that. Well, why am I resisting that? What, what am I afraid mm -hmm. of? So it's not mm -hmm. to, this isn't a psychology podcast, but you, you know, it's just interesting. <laughs> it's a part of life. It is for sure. Um, so you talked, this, this is perfect for this question. I found a quote of yours online when you were interviewed about ocean swimming in particular, and, and this just fascinated me. So I'm curious about this. Um, somebody asked you what it is you love about swimming in the open ocean or one of the things. And, and you said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but you said open, op, open ocean swimming requires quite a bit of critical thinking at a fast pace. You have to be strong mentally to deal with sharks, jellyfish, and large waves. Nothing is in your control. 
but that is the fun part <laughs> because you're forced to cope with the unknown. So as actors, a lot of times the unknown is where we live. And I think it's the thing that causes us the most stress. So I'm fascinated by this idea that that's the fun part for you, this unpredictable nature of it. So can you talk about that a little bit? You know what? It, it, it's a moment when you realize, oh my God, I, I can handle like another day. The shark went by, not even far away. And I was like, okay, I have to stay calm. And it's kind of fun part because you learning that, that shark has a control over you, right? Mm. But also you learning that, wait a second, I can be my own fan. I can come up from this, you know, like, and, and, and I think lots of actors, you go through some weird scenes when, when you feel somebody else is controlling that, but you start looking again inside yourself and you are like, I can, I, like you are your biggest fan. It's like, I can do this. I can be calm. Let the shark go by. And then I keep going. And then, um, like I said, open water changes so fast. I mean, you have to be one point really calm. The other time you have to be really strong swimming against the current. The third time you have to, you know, look where are the ways. Maybe you have to change the technique. Maybe you have to kick harder. And I think um, this is something what you can do a lot in everyday life. I mean... As you know, I have actor friends and, and they have to change, you know, being one character and then going to be another character. And 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 um, knowing that you can go through that with your own body, this is the fun part. Like, oh, I experienced something what maybe half of the world doesn't. You know, like, like I experienced facing a shark and my family have never face that you know and and that's the fun part you become in fan of yourself that you feeling something and that makes you feel alive as well yeah i think that's interesting um kind of embracing that that part of it instead of resisting it we talked a lot about the breathing and you know or stuffing something down and it sounds like there's a lot of parallels there about embracing that uncertainty and embracing that as wow what an incredible opportunity this is right now um and I think a lot of actors we talk about, like, I think we know that in our uh -huh. minds, but it's, there's so many things that we feel like are outside of our control when it comes to getting the job. Um, you know, we could give a great audition and the person who's casting might've went with somebody who's taller than us. And, and we want, it's so, so it's like in that context, being in the audition saying, wow, I'm in an audition right now for a film that most people are never going to get this opportunity. Like how incredible is this? Exactly. Right. And, and, and is, that's, that's why we are everybody home and just take a moment and write down amazing things what you have done in your life. Like we deal in the, in the world right now with the coronavirus, but before that, a lot of depression um, statistics have come out. And, and now when people are more isolated inside their homes and, and more feeling like stuck in their lives, I think this is a great time to actually look how amazing human you are. For example, okay, she swims 10K, she's amazing, but every single person in this world has some kind of talent and have done something amazing and embrace that and be proud of that. Take ownership of that because that's going to get us through 
when we're coming out from this isolation because we have become more positive with ourselves and more stronger. Yeah, such a great perspective. Um, where do you think you developed that? Was that, was that your upbringing as well, this, this idea? Did, did, did someone teach that philosophy to you? Was it, was it one of your parents or is that something you developed or, or, or both? This idea oh. of like embracing, embracing that uncertainty, that craziness that others would say is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, Estonia, like I mentioned before, we went from being Soviet Union where you have to be kind of like everybody else and you should never. And Estonia has a little bit like Scandinavian German influence where like you could never show off. Like it's um. so different from America. Uh, like if you have something better like a better car or better clothes that in Estonia is like don't show up that you know keep it yourself like and and um I grew up being often in a hospital because I had a lot of health problems since I was born and so many doctors told my mom so many times like she's not gonna be strong she has this problem she has a problem with the lungs problem with um, digestion and one thing when you are stuck in a hospital and watching ceiling every day you you start thinking a lot about your life even on that early age and um when i moved to florida i was like i can start over nobody doesn't know how strong or weak i am uh nobody i mean nobody doesn't even know where is estonia still <laughs> so so I knew it I can start over looking more deep inside myself and and it has a lot to do with my parents too they're um a great example and role models but but the fact how I learned to be a fan of myself is through the hard experiences because um I have uh, worked with different Paralympians and they inspire me the most like they get up even when they don't have arms and legs and, and, and looking them and looking what I went through in a hospital, that made me realize, you know, you actually can keep going in a life even when, when you feel like something is off or something is negative and something is not cool, you know, about you. But, but that's, but that's the thing like you you have something cool inside you so you have to take a moment to embrace that and you have to like like I said if you have a brain and heart still working you still can go and I see those Paralympians don't who doesn't have leg or do, who doesn't have an arm and honestly sometimes to swim uh, butterfly what is the mermaid kick mm -hmm. even stronger than me and and I'm like wait a second I want to <laughs> figure out how they do it so I can become also better you know it's 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 inspiration and inspiration is around us just take a moment and look around us we have so many amazing humans yeah how how old were you when you were dealing with a lot of those health challenges what like when what what ages were you when you were in the hospital a lot um when i was three days old oh, wow. <laughs> i was i was uh taken back to the hospital i was um my mom fell down the stairs with the ice and next day I had to come early and, uh, and, I, and they sent me quickly home. It was a Soviet Union time. So it's like, you know, the doctors basically said, oh, she's fine. Just go home, you know. 
like you know those Russian style doctors, they deny everything. But um, but then on the third day, I was something was off. My mom took me back to the hospital, and I was going in and out all the time. Even uh, going to kindergarten, some Wednesdays, I had to go and give a, a sample of my lungs because they were so weak. But because my health problems, that's why I went to swim because seemed like that's the only thing what I could do it and my lungs were kind of collapsing so the family doctor was like you know what you should you should definitely go and swim because it can help to learn to use your lungs and I'm I'm so thankful for that that's yeah, a part of you that know worked out yeah <laughs> isn't that interesting how um what was one of your biggest challenges at a young age propelled you into something that became one of your greatest the, one of the biggest pieces of your life. It's just incredible. I know. Um, just, just a, you know, I had that song and that song kind of uh, was, um, that was my inspiration with my friend to write that song. And um, actually, I, I won my first uh, nationals while I had uh, 14 stitches on my forehead because I, just a day before I, was diving into the pool and hit my head and my neck was a little bit off. So I was really lucky to not to be on a wheelchair. And, um, and I walked off from that hospital having a cast and 14 stitches and, and telling my mom and my coach that, you know what, I'm alive. I'm going to go and compete. And I, and I went and I competed and I won four gold medals. Wow. And, and during the podium, I couldn't even hold my head up and my mom had to like calculate when I can take a painkiller and just that's another experience what I went through what inspired me to write that song wow that those lyrics have even more power to them now that I've heard that story fantastic um wow I need to take a, I need to take a, a breather there because I, there were so many questions that came up <laughs> uh, for me. But that's a, another inspiration story. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've, you do so many things. You've got so many different twists and turns that your life has taken and you take them all in stride. I'm curious today at the time of this recording, what would you say are your biggest passions in life? What are the things that give you the most fuel, energy, passion on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, it's hard because I I, I call myself multi-passionate entrepreneur. <laughs> that's why that's why I asked you because I mean, and you don't have to pick one. It can be a few. I just I, but I'm curious where it is today because it might be different next week if I ask you. <laughs> Well, not always, but um, because I always write my goals in a life and then I'm working towards to that, but they all are a little bit, seems like off, like, you know, going music, athletics, being mermaid, being um, Estonian and being, you know, businesswoman and swimming. And it seems like every, everything is like, so like octopus, you know, like yeah. so many ways, but they, they have this one fault, but keeps them together, you know, like one. Uh, strong strength but what I'm most passionate about and being today when we're talking when the world is 
slows down. We all have to figure out what to do our lives right now and the jobs. Is that we taking a moment to think about what's going on with our planet? And I'm so passionate. I'm. I'm just wrote one of my uh, friends who's an actor um, that, you know what, when, when we come out from this, we should all go and swim for the oceans because I'm so passionate about the ocean because being an open water swimmer, but again, I've seen things inside the ocean, the plastic, the trash, and I have been questioning a long time, when are we going to pull the plug? and stop the world to see what's going on with our oceans. Mm. And I think today is the right time to maybe take a moment and write down what I, as a person, have done good to this planet. And, and I'm working on some stuff to get out from my social media, but it is a good time to look around our household. You know, do we need all this stuff? Do we need to buy water bottles instead of having refillment somehow? Do we need to buy all these plastic bags when you can have your own bag? You can make it right now at home, your own bag. I saw another day people were making masks from the clothing, you know, like it, it's a good time to reinvent yourself and reinvent the, the planet and, and around the world. And, and I'm, I'm really trying to get everything together on that that we taking a time and we coming off and we taking better care of this planet after all this what's going on and that's my passion because i sometimes swim inside a trash and it has been frustrating and um i have called up and did some segments in telemundo in nbc but i feel that's not enough but hopefully people listen our podcast and take a moment on that. Yeah, and if we all, if everybody, before we started recording, you talked about the importance of all of us doing our part. Anytime we want to make change in the world, um, it, it always starts with what can I do? You know, and certainly you have a platform. I have a platform with this podcast where we can share, share our message. Um, but ultimately, if each of us did a little bit, you know, the, the impact is, is incredible. And in fact, when I met you, that's, I didn't even know what about your swimming or anything. I think the first thing we started talking about, because I, I said, why are you going to New York? And you were doing a speaking engagement here in New York around mm -hmm. this topic of sustainability, right? Isn't that, um, I yeah. right. So I clearly that's, that's, that's a big driver for you. And I'm glad you shared that. And that's a big drive. Uh, with all my businesses, like the cosmetic brand, we, we focus on having glass bottles, not the plastic bottles. We focus on giving back to the ocean. We focus that all the ingredients are natural because, as you know, U.S. has like, you can put whatever in the cosmetics, but in Europe, you are um, like 13 different uh, toxins are not allowed uh, in U.S., but in, in Europe, I think it's like about uh, 1300 toxins oh. are not allowed so the gap is so big and 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 also with swimming uh, business we we develop suits what are more ocean friendly our uh, fins are marine rubber so the number one passion is ocean and it goes to all of us you know yeah. all the things what i do on the side and and same with the mermaid business i mean um that's the reason why i swam 
Guinness World Record to raise awareness for ocean, but but everything is involved and 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 like like we all know, all humans depend on each other. We depend on each other on right now we depend on each other staying healthy, but we're gonna depend on each other after that too. When did you first realize that there was really a problem with the planet or the ocean? I mean, because swimming is something you started at a young age, and I'm curious if it just hit you one day, or, or was it was there a first time where you noticed, whoa, that's trash I'm swimming next to? How did that all start for you? Well, there is a um, couple of things. My country have been talking about uh, trash a long time ago. In 2008, we closed all the schools and businesses. Like today, we have everything closed. And uh, we did a country cleanup. Our president was involved. Our prime minister was involved. The companies were involved. And we all came out one day. It was 1st of May, 2008. And we cleaned up everything. We First, we mapped where is a trash, so we knew it where to go. And we cleaned like 50,000 tons of plastic and stuff out. And we start doing every year the cleanups. And and now it, it has moved towards around the world. There's like World Cleanup Day and everything. But, but another thing what Estonia figured out is that, okay, we have all these plastic bottles. Why don't we like do like a rent thing like you you go to store you buy a water bottle you're paying 20 cents extra and when you're coming back and bringing the water bottle you're getting the um cents back and and when i moved to us and i went to university i was like how come you guys have all this plastic why you guys have rent system you know like like you're gonna throw that trash and it's gonna end up somewhere and and think about universities in us every university have like 20,000 students, you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and how much trash is that in one day in one university? Mm-hmm. So those things were leading up for me having a lot of questions, but I have to say that um, my second job was when I was six-year-old and I was taking all my dad's and grandmother's like um, beer bottles and and, and even like um, pickled glass jars and and I took the place where they were giving money for you. Um, that was when they were collecting glass and, and, and bottles and things. And I think I got like 10 crowns for that. I got the chance to buy ice cream for myself and for my dad. And that made me so happy. And I think that was another thing where I felt like, oh, can I go around the house and find all the glass jars what I can sell? <laughs> so... <laughs> I love it. Um, so, I mean, it's this question is for those of you listening. It's not meant to put anyone down for not doing something. But the, what's coming to mind is that it would be very easy. I think it is very easy to not do anything. It's mm-hmm. very easy to think it's somebody else's problem. Somebody else will figure it out. So, in your case, I know uh, it's a big part of the culture that you came from, and and that story explains a lot of it. But um, how do you think we make that shift? Like, I know, I know you're really passionate about, like, hey, look at, are you using plastic bags? Can you make your own bag? But how do we make that shift, especially in this country, from it's somebody else's problem to fix versus I can make a difference? And I think we're making that shift, but it seems like it's very easy not to do something, even now. Any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so um, right now when everybody is like, you know, getting unemployed and, and waiting the government to help. But it's a moment also to ask yourself, okay, what I do, like really look to the mirror and ask yourself, what I do to help to ease that situation? Mm. Like be the superhero before you're going to run and ask a help, like what you can do. You can be the strong rock. And um, this, this is something what we deal in Estonia too. Lots of businesses are closing down and, and so many are like, hey, government help us. But actually we have, we have money on a bank or we have something in, in back on maybe, you know, downsize something. But, but that's one thought. Like be the superhero before you're going to think that government or the planet is taking care of this. Mm-hmm situation and yeah exactly and and that that it really helps me because so often i see trash and i would like to complain about you know the park (laughs) rangers or somebody look at this neighborhood it's disgusting and then i walk by the plastic bag that just blew by me like why didn't i pick it why didn't i pick it up (laughs) exactly and 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 it's so like normal but but because we we are humans, we are yeah. not always perfect, and then and I'll allow yourself not to be perfect, but be the superhero. Go and pick up, like uh, do the job. Uh, so many people, you know, post like, "Oh, oceans are full of plastic," but then when you call them, "Hey, let's go and clean it up," oh, then it's too many things. Right. <laughs> right. But but it's it's one way to do it is that you're gonna be the superhero. You're gonna save the world. You know. I love and, it. And and another thing, um, like what you can do at home, right? Like uh, I went through my kitchen and there are so many appliances when I don't need it. So now I'm selling because people can't get the Amazon. I clean it out and make it them look pretty and people want them. So instead of throwing them away, go and, you know, give out or, or make some bucks or something. And um, like... I went to store today and everybody's grabbing those small bags to put the fruits and vegetables and everything. And so often I have been thinking, what if the bag is actually gives a toxin to the fruit or vegetable? So why, like one thing what we do in Estonia, we have these laundry bags and we make, made them even smaller. Like you can, you can make at home your own laundry bag kind of for a groceries. So there are ways to to make it better the world and uh, and like I said, reinvent yourself for the planet. Yeah. Because because okay, we talking about in five weeks now we're gonna have this or basically or maybe in two months. But the you already taking something. You going out and you breathing air. So do something to give back to that. Yeah, I love it. And I love that we can be a superhero. That doesn't mean, mean we need to do some super crazy action. It can be a small action, but it's, it's the impact of that that is really powerful. Um, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's all within our control to do those things. Um, I want to talk about your business a little bit. Before we do, I just want to – there's something that was I, I wondered about since we met, which is um, – I think this will apply to actors a lot. What would you say are 
those little things that you know make a huge difference for you in your swimming and everything that you do with your business, those little things that probably nobody else sees but you that, that you know that are making a big difference. Um, are there habits? Are there rituals? Are there things that you're doing when maybe it's during your, your practices, maybe it's in your, as you're planning for your business? You know, because I'm, I'm wondering, I think a lot of times we think like uh, that champions are made like in the moment. And I think champions are made in the preparation. <laughs> like that's my, my experience. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts? The little things that you do. Yeah. So like, uh, I, I went, let me take it back. So when I moved to this country, I had to relearn swimming a little bit because, um, my technique wasn't maybe the way how American school has been. Um, I had a little bit Estonian style, a little bit Russian style, and I had to relearn swim smarter like because every single swimmer shows up every day to practice we you we, we swim a lot five six k during the week 40k 40 kilometers and you start thinking wait a second why americans are still so much ahead of rest of the world and like what are those little tips so the one thing what i have to learn is that we all have 24 hours and it's up to us to do things smarter. And the, and the small things are really making a difference. So I had to relearn the technique. And I have to say, this is the key. We all can go and, you know, run millions and millions of miles. But if you don't put your feet down right, maybe your speed and tempo is not that great. But if you change, you know, small thing, maybe you get even faster and faster and faster. What I learned from that is that sometimes, like you see, you have so much work to do. So find those little things. What makes it like how you use your time more valuable way? Like, for example, I know lots of people thinking, "Oh, working eight-hour days—that's how I'm gonna be successful." It works for when you're a cashier or that, but with me, it's like I need to do a 50-minute checkups during the day with myself. And that's already a smart working, that you are not sitting behind a computer eight hours and going crazy and last hour being on Facebook and figuring out how to do, how to get that little work done. That you're taking that maybe little steps, like two hours, I'm really putting all my energy in and then I'm doing a little checkup myself, going for a walk, putting a, cold water in my face to re you know wire my brain so those are like the little smart movements and uh, I always say swimming has some magical because uh, all humans are nine months anyway in the water yeah so sometimes even myself even though I had practice like five hours ago and I'm working something on my computer and I feel like I'm not getting the ideas rolling I go and take a quick cold shower and like come back and I can finish the idea way better because there is there is a saying that under the shower the best business ideas are coming and it, it applies so many ways so like another thing what I do is that before I jump in a pool in the practice I write down my goals during the day and during the practice I think about how I can conquer them like how I can make it better so so it's it, secret is all about working smart and and every single you know 
people have different jobs, you know, like you were actor. So when you're feeling you don't get the lines, just go and spray that cold water in your face. <laughs> I love it. Or take a step back and do a Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. Um, it's not about working those hours. It's about how you can manage like one hour super powerful or two hours super powerful. And if you really feeling stuck, it's fine. Just take a moment to check yourself a little bit. Yeah, I love it. Um, when you're when you're in a practice or a race or that's do you ever have a moment or where or where you just are feeling maybe not feeling like quitting but where it just gets extremely difficult mm -hmm. and because you're a human being i'm sure there i'm sure not every practice feels wonderful all of the time so how do you work through that i know you're very good at shifting your mindset um, you talked about the shark, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it could be physically or mentally where you just, it just, you're just not feeling it. It's really tough. How do you work through those moments? Yeah. I mean, like you said, I'm human and uh, swimmers have this uh, bottom of the pool. You have the black lane line. And sometimes we say that like black lane line really knows more about ourselves than we do. <laughs> knows when we cry, knows when we are pissed, all our secrets, because that's, that's our best friend. I mean, think about 40K and you're seeing that black line all the time. <laughs> but, you know, all days are not brothers. You have good days, you have bad days. And when you have a bad day, maybe just, just say to yourself, okay, today is a bad day. But that doesn't mean you have to sit on a couch and now being like crying and whining. That also means like, this is a really hard day. Let's take one second, like one minute per time. Like as long as you're constantly doing it, it's better. Because so many people just want to like quit. And, and I want to quit. And I actually quit many, many times swimming and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. um, and grab a phone. Call somebody who knows you and tell them what do you go through. The thing is that sometimes we feel like, oh, we have to text or I have to do this and that person doesn't reply back that nobody doesn't care what we go through. But maybe your friend doesn't even know you go through that. Yeah. Just take, take a phone and call because the voice has some kind of powerful message to cheer you up. But be, be, there's no, you don't have to hide you have weaknesses. And that's a big problem with so many humans that we, we thinking we have to be up there. Even superheroes have bad days, you know? <laughs> I love that. And, and, and call your grandmother and your mom and dad and just say, you know what? I'm not having a bad, I, I'm not having a good day. So what did you do? Like ask advice because the more we share, the more we care. Yeah. And that's a big reason why I started this podcast actually, because I think we tend to isolate and think that we have to go through it alone or fight our way through it, or that we're not allowed to show any vulnerability or, or share with anybody that we're having a tough time, you know? Uh, and I think, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, social media, a lot of people feel like they have to show their best selves all the time. And so I think 
I think what you shared is, is brilliant. You know, don't do it alone, reach out, um, you know, and it's okay. Like you're not, you're not supposed to be a robot. <laughs> exactly. And, and the one thing actors as swimmers, we get a lot of no, like, no, you're not good on that. No, you're not good on this. So write that down and say, okay, how I can become a better, how I can like jump over and like, again, the curious mind comes out because, yeah. because uh, writing out your emotions is really important and lots of people don't do that, but that's like your guideline through life. It's kind of teaching you how to get through things because honestly, everybody goes through something. Everybody. I don't know a human who doesn't. If it, it is, then they lie or they hide, but <laughs> they struggle in a different way. And, and, and knowing that everybody goes through something gives a little bittersweet, like pats on your heart and soul. Mm -hmm. I just have a couple more questions for you. And then uh, as we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to talk about the businesses that you're working on. Oh, yeah. Let us know where we can find out more about that. So um, th this is a question I ask everyone. And that is, can you think of a time, uh, it could be recently or it could be from, you know, when you were much younger, where you really felt scared about doing something and you did it anyway. You, you knew it was something that you had to do, but it really scared you. Can you think of a moment or moments like that? And, and how did you work through that? That's okay if you need to take a second. There has been many times when I'm I have sure. been scared. <laughs> But, sure. I, but um, I will say that um, I had a moment before my, um, it was before competition. I, I went through something really heartbreaking just, just a moment before Florida Winter Champs. I think it was 2016. And I got so many terrible news, like my grandmother had a breast cancer thing going on. I had uh, something happened with my water, like it leaked and I had $1,500 uh, bill. I had to go and uh, train because some pools were closed and some people betrayed me and, and there were so many... And I got to know who are my friends on rough times and, 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 um, and I didn't want to share that with my family because they were already excited. I'm going to the Florida winter champ and I was called to the office to launch app and I didn't want to be on that meeting. And then I had to run to the competition between primals and finals. And, and I remember that, I was inside, I was like so broken that I was feeling like I'm walking around as a zombie and that I'm trying to be strong and everybody expects me to be strong. And maybe it's some, sometimes people have got the idea, but I'm, through my social media, I usually say when I go through something. But that, that was a moment where I didn't want to share anything with my friends or anybody. And I got to the finals in... 200 breaststroke and I remember I went to the finals dealing with million things and there were people uh, who I didn't want to see it even and there were people who had told like I had those emotions where I faced people who I remember who told me 
how bad I am. And I little bit start getting feeling like it goes deep on my heart. Like why I'm here when I have all these things going on and I don't know if I can even eat tomorrow, you know, and, and I have to be behind the blocks and everybody is like, have been training and taper and being ready for that brace. And I'm not because I just want to go home and lock the door and never see people again. And, um, and, and there, that was so hurtful to go to this competition, just to step into the pool and face people who betrayed you and face people who turned the back on you and, and maybe even whisper behind you. And, and, and I remember I went to the block and, and I heard they cheered to my competitive, who I knew and he, who is stronger than me. And I dove in and I was on a, in, in the block and I was like, the last breath, what I said, I said, why I'm here, like in this place. And then I dove in and there was like some kind of angel or something pushing me. And I had to like trust my gut, my core feeling like there is somebody protecting me right now and I swam that 200 breast did my best time last four years I won I didn't even understand first I won because I came out from pool and like trying to understand who was first yeah and I won and there were even some coaches who came to me and they were like I have never seen you swimming so well <laughs> <laughs> wow and that was and, and then I was like, what is going on? And then I see like some of my friends who knew what was going on with me, who were there, they were like, do you know that you're first? Like you just show the whole world that you can do things, even being out of the water and be dealing with stuff in your family and friends and, and business people. And you just come in and you win that race with eye blinking. And I was like, I don't even remember what was going down before the race. It's just like, I remember I felt there is like an angel and I have to trust my core and gut, but what was going on? I, I don't know even how my turns was, but I have a medal here. <laughs> <laughs> it actually happened. <laughs> it actually happened. Well, you, it sounds like you followed everything you talked about at the start of the podcast. You went inward in that moment. You know, and you really, I mean, to ask yourself, why am I here? That's about as, as in, going inside as we can get. You got all the way down to, to, to the core. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another quote that I use a lot. Sometimes when I speak, give a speaking engagement is like, trust that difficult journey. Yeah. It will lead to a better place. It, you might not know why things are happening and what is happening, but you have to like trust that journey inside yourself. Yeah. And and the universe because it leads somewhere and it leads me to have this medal here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that story. That I really appreciate you opening up about that. I think we can all connect to a point in our life, and, and I'm sure we're all going to have moments like that where everything seems almost insurmountable, and you still have this this thing in front of you that you, you know, I mean, you could have not done it, but you chose to, and it's just really powerful. Um, wow. So. <laughs> As we wrap up here, I would love to hear, um, you know, I know the Olympics are kind of, we're not sure what's happening there. So tell us, 
tell us what you're what you're working on there, and then also share um, how we can support you. What I know you got businesses you want to share with the world. We'll, we'll put links to all of this stuff, but the time is yours to share whatever you would like here about what you're what you're working on right now, so that we can uh, we can all support you on your journey. Uh, well, what I'm working right now is figuring out when is my Olympic trials <laughs> because they're supposed to be end of May in Tokyo and 10K swim exactly. Um, but just hour before the IOC members are thinking it's going to be postponed and honestly talking with you, um, being a person as an athlete, you know, it's frustrating to train and, and, I, and, I, and you wish to go and and do the sport but a person in uh, who have you know work with many companies it's all about building um like a happy place a, a environment community where you want to come and if the olympics gonna go in the normal way lots of people maybe say you know what it wasn't right or it, it's not fair for athletes it's not fair to turn the Olympics on and then you overtrain your heart or something. It's all about keeping the community healthy, happy and going and striving. And uh, I really think at this point they should postpone, but it's, um, I mean, Canada just pulled out, Australia is doing that. And uh, I don't think it's going to be the worst problem if, if we postpone. It's actually going to give more strength to, to the community. And, 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 I mean, you have kids. I, I don't have yet, but I, I think about kids. What is their future with Olympics? And, and the knowing that you can have somebody supporting the right decision like IOC, hopefully that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, what what I'm working on is uh, getting creative with my own business, uh, supporting athletes, and 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 one of my business is called Swim Era. What really we we do everything around swimming area. <laughs> so so what we do we um, develop products uh, with the American brand called Finis. Um, I was just working on uh, one interesting swim buoy for ice swimmers and open water swimmers was so so i can test more things at home now because we are stuck at home <laughs> here we are <laughs> exactly and that's yeah. and and then um, that's the cool part that you can be a part of evolving process is is uh, you can help the sport to get to the next level with with different things and that's what my business is working on we Actually, before Christmas, we developed in back in Estonia um, this kind of foundation for the Paralympians and Invictus game soldiers, uh, athletes, that they can buy Estonian design caps, suits, towels, backpacks, and 13% um, uh, goes to the foundation who helps the athletes to travel and to go training camps because, as myself, I know it's Financially, it's really hard to be athlete nowadays. Yeah. Like doing sport is one thing, but knowing to have a roof and eat food on a table is a, is is another thing, another expense too. And um, and not, the one thing what I do is a mermaid business. I design mermaid suits. I uh, help 
to design a mermaid fin because I was the only one who went to the ice cold water to test that. <laughs> so uh, um, with the mermaid business, what we do, we embrace every single person in this world can learn to swim. But also, if you don't want to be a professional swimmer, that's fine. As long as you exercise and being active and lots of girls want to be mermaids. So it was a good combination to tie all this, what we already do with my business and, and, and developing products on the side and developing exercises on the side. So I help athletes on other way. And... Um, and then I help to build pools. I'm a consulting for the Myrtle Pools. So we um working with a couple of uh, European Union projects. Um, just, you know, there are people who need pools, um, especially some smaller countries like my, my country of myself. And uh, that's another what I do. Um, and uh, cosmetic brand. Yeah. Um, that I'm so like happy about it because I can do that with my best Estonian friend Eha, who is actually an actor. She's uh, she's doing lots of like stunt work with many famous actors like Nicole Kidman. Um, so many. She's she's balancing herself between working with the cosmetic brand and being on a set yeah. 13 hours per day. Oh yeah. So, it's it, it and that's that's how I um, feel like there are so many similarities with actors and swimmers. I mean athletes. But the cosmetic brand is called Viking Beauty because we all can be Vikings, like <laughs> like superheroes, um, and we all have some natural secrets. So now we're gonna share that with women like. Um, we take all the ingredients from Nordic countries and we put in in a bottle and we sell them in U.S. and we actually won an uh, award as the best natural organic certified daily moisturizer. I love it. And and that's what I do sometimes on the side. I come home from practice and uh, right now I'm developing something for a hair, a body scrub, but right now we have three products daily moisturizer, night cream, and face scrub from Aslanin Volcanic Ash. And nobody in U.S. had that yet. That's incredible. So, That's incredible. Yeah. So we'll put links to all of that. I'll make sure I get all the, all the links and, and um, Instagram information or whatever you'd like. We'll put all that in the show notes here for you. Um, where can we find you online? What's the best way to connect with you? Where are you most active so that we can follow you and support you? So... I want everybody to send me messages on Instagram because sometimes on Facebook, uh, because I run a businesses on Facebook and I don't see everything all the time. So it's, it's just write to me on uh, Instagram. And sometimes, you know, I'm a person who loves to send the voice memos and I rather send the voice memo. So don't be afraid if I send you that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and so we'll put your Instagram, uh, link in here as well. And I follow you on Instagram and I, I, I love the, what you share. Just, it's a nice combination of, of everything that makes you who you are, um, which is great. Um, so I, I, I want to acknowledge you before we close, just, I think what's most inspiring to me about you and why, why I really wanted to have you on is everything that you do is, is aligned with who you are. I feel like everything that you get involved with is 
you know, something that you really, really care about and is, and is authentic for you. It feels real and you have such a high integrity. You're true to yourself. And so, so many people in this world, I think, feel like they have to be something that they're not um, mm -hmm. in order to be successful. And, you know, every, every venture that you're in, whether it's your swimming, the mermaids, the, the cosmetic brand, it's all, it all, every time you say it, I'm like, yes, of course, that fits perfectly. And I think it's something we can all learn from. So thank you for being who you are and for, for living in such integrity. Well, uh, as you know, we met on a flight towards to New York and I went to give a speech and it was funny. They took a quote while I was speaking there and I want to share that. And I think that that's, that's really what so many people don't follow. So the quote, what I said there and I live by, but what I wish more people know is that we need to go from being social models to being role models mm. because we all can be a role models. Like I said, superheroes, Vikings, it's inside us. And now it's time to go and do it more with our hands and more with our brain and heart instead of typing and posting. So true. I think that's a great place to wrap up. <laughs> Marilyn, thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you're here. And everybody follow her online. Check the links out in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And thanks for sharing your message with all of the actors and performers and artists at The Courageous Actor. Thanks so much. Thank you.